This is The Drive with A.D. and Raph on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. It is Tuesday. We were talking some women's basketball. One of the things that I was going to say, too, is I'm putting a prediction out there right now. I think that Don Staley will be the first ever women's coach to become a Division One men's basketball coach. I don't think she's leaving. Really? No. She she loves coaching women's basketball. She has that whole apparel line, women's basketball versus the world, or women's basketball versus everyone. She loves it so much. So not she, going? She's wow. trying to help build the game and, and build it up to a point where it's very well-known, very well-respected. So I think she stays in South Carolina <laughs> Never for as long as possible. Oh, man. I was, I was. It'd be great. She would do a fantastic I think she would. job. But I think she stays. I think she sticks around at South Carolina. Yeah, I. I, I it could be like the Gino Ariema thing. He could have easily gone and coached the men's, coached team, the men's team, but and he's been stayed. very successful. Yeah. But he decided he just, wanted to build up UConn women's basketball. I was listening to the pregame show on the Westwood One, ninety three point seven, the ticket coverage yeah. last night, and she, the way just listening to her talk about her coaching and just the way I was sitting there, I was like, man, she'd be you know somebody if I were a division one school looking for a basketball coach I definitely would put a feeler out just to see if she would be interested because she's a heck of a coach she is you know else real quick though Rico I'll give you some love keto my guy says Rico I love how much you're invested in women's sports you love it keep it up my guy Rico you know when it comes to softball volleyball I don't know your basketball. softball tweeting's a little out of control I know I, I'm I, joking it's the first it's the first time I had to work on it <laughs> I was tweeting like every single play that was happening, and I was like, "This mm-hmm. is not what's supposed to happen." So mm-hmm. I had I asked for some some help, some assistance. But somebody uh, helped me but, out. You know, there's a lot of people out there that love that because they're wanting to you know keep track of stay up. Because mm-hmm. I know like when I'm working at shows and stuff like that, I I'm not able to watch television or anything like that, and I'm able to like just check my Twitter real quick and get an update and mm-hmm. see you know where we're sitting at. So a lot of people do appreciate that. So. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, what pisses me off, though, about the double standard when it comes to women's coaches, even women players. The coach at, um, gosh, she's coach at Texas. Mm-hmm. Has been catching some heat. And I don't, oh, yeah, some heat because of the outfit she wears on the <laughs> oh, sideline. The one at. Uh, is it Texas? No, she's at. LSU. LSU, LSU. It is LSU. She was at Baylor. She was at Baylor. That's right. Yeah, she's at LSU. Yeah. And I'm seeing this. I'm thinking. And I'm thinking. <laughs> really? I, I just I'm not even get, I'm not even going to get further into it. But she's I, so over the top, and I love it. She's over the top, and there's nothing inappropriate whatsoever. No. But it, it's loud colors. It's her personality. It's who yeah. she is. And I'm thinking, why are we really getting that? Because I think and, and, and there's a double standard. I think at times, man, um, to where the guy that took his shirt off, the coach that ripped his shirt off <laughs> after <laughs> game. <laughs> now, obviously, for appropriate uh, yes. reason, woman's not going to do that. But it's like, okay, we're sweating this lady, very classy, very successful, but because she likes flamboyant outfits that are bright colors, uh, it's not your traditional mock turtleneck. I mean, just nothing thinking, risque, nothing at all. Everything's no, covered up. Everything's covered up. I just, I'm thinking, man, we are in such a nitpicky cancel culture. If I don't like this, I'm gonna, yep. I don't know. Because you have like so many different variations of coach outfits in women's basketball. Exactly. Where, where uh, Don Staley is like 
sweatpants or like track pants, nope. t-shirt, mm-hmm. and and um whatever their their brand is in tennis shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you have Kim Mulkey, very bright, very flamboyant. You know, whatever she's gonna wear, she's gonna wear. And then you have someone like uh, Amy Williams, who's wearing dresses and heels on the sideline. Yep. She's very very dressed up, not over to the top flamboyant like mm-hmm. Kim Mulkey, nope. but just very um I don't know what's the word I'm looking for well flamboyant. Sharp. Just very, yeah, just sharp, just well dressed yeah. on the sideline. Like you have very different variations of coaching outfits in women's basketball, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. And also no. demographics. Yeah, people no. in the south, uh, people in the west. Someone's going to dress a little different, and you know they may or may not. But I'm simply saying where you're located plays a huge part of that too. But more importantly, it should matter. That's your personality. No. That's what you're wearing. Like you said, there's nothing risque. There's nothing inappropriate. But I'm like, folks, get a life. Yeah. Get a life if you're that concerned about what another coach is wearing. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Coach Enrico and speaking of these teams, man, you know, this game these games coming up are gonna be are gonna be good next weekend. I mean the South Carolina, do you think Caitlin Clark has enough do you think that team has enough talent to match up with South Carolina uh, spot, spot for spot? So eight Iowa, o'clock next Friday. Iowa is also a pretty physical team. I don't think they are even close to as physical as South Carolina plays. And South Carolina, kind of like UConn when they were making their run, and this is nothing to take away from, from Don Staley and what she's what she's done with South Carolina, they're kind of allowed to be a little bit more physical. The referees allow them to get a little mm-hmm. rougher with their opponents or in those games that you're playing. It's going to be a rough and tumble game, and you're just going to have to realize from the jump these whistles are going to be pretty silent throughout this right. game. Right. So it's that's going to be something pretty agreed. That's what South Carolina is allowed to do, and it's it's pretty good for the game. Aaliyah Boston, six foot five in the post. Uh, Monica Cisnano is going to have her hands full. She's one of the most efficient scorers in women's basketball. Mm-hmm. I think she's shooting somewhere around sixty or seventy percent mm-hmm. from the field. That's Iowa's uh, post player. She lit our tail up. But she's <laughs> she's six three six four. She's given up two three inches yeah. to Aaliyah Boston, who, as I said, could be the player of the year she's yeah. averaging i believe 17 and 10 uh on the year Cisnano uh averaging somewhere around like 17 and 8 so they're close yeah. to that south but carolina's just per- a lot of size south carolina's deep too. they're they're i foresee deep, they're a quick. very chippy game oh it's gonna be oh they're gonna Zia, be on caitlin clark. Uh, oh it's gonna be crazy they're gonna be talking Zia to caitlin clark zaya zaya cook is going to be in caitlin clark's face <laughs> it's gonna be crazy higher game yeah that is going to be the matchup to watch. I know, you know, obviously watch the post matchup because that's going to be fantastic. But Caitlin Clark and Zaya Cook, it doesn't matter the screen. I don't think they're going to switch. I think Zaya is going to run through these screens yeah. and stick with Caitlin the do entire a, do time. Do a Kobe Bryant. I'm going to oh, run through his chest. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's chippy. going to be. If you are going to, watch and then you're going to get Caitlin Clark wound up, and she's going to be. Oh, it's going to be. She's going to. I guarantee. I guarantee she hits a three from close to the logo. Does a little celebration. South Carolina comes down and tries to respond the same way. And if they do, things are going to get wild. If you don't watch any women's basketball games all year, first off, how dare you? Secondly, <laughs> watch this game on Friday. I can't wait to and watch you it. Will, you will become a women's basketball fan. You're going to see college basketball on the women's side at its finest, too. I think this game right here is one to where you're going to see some serious yep. athletes out there balling. True that. So – Virginia and also, Tech- speaking, sorry, just to get away from the NCAA tournament and stick with the women's basketball, Isabel Bourne. Yep, left. Not coming back she to Nebraska basketball. Yes, she made that announcement. We weren't going away because that was on. I didn't send it to you, Rico, because we forgot Nick was going to be gone. But that's one of the talking points at Isabel Bourne. Let yep. me ask you this. Does that mean Jazz Shelley leaves and follows suit? Uh, I don't think that's exactly what that means, but 
to me, when we were doing the senior day festivities and going through that, and when we talked to him after the game, I thought, I felt that Izzy Bourne was closer to returning than Jazz Shelley was. So seeing that has me feeling that Jazz Shelley isn't going to come back as well. But after having Izzy make her announcement first, which was shocking, um, that could mean that Jazz is still on the fence and might be leaning towards yeah. coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, again, um, NIL, the university, NCAA are in the works of getting um, opportunities for foreign players to get paid. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to to, to accept endorsement or not endorsements, but um, sponsorships or anything. But I think they'll be able to sell jerseys and nice. likes and still get money. Um, it. I don't know how well that'll stack up to WNBA or to back in Australia basketball money, but um, hopefully it's enough to to keep Jazz Shelley here because losing yeah. Izzy Bourne and uh, one of my friends, Caleb Henry, who works at a at a different radio station. I'm not going to give them any shout-out. <laughs> he works at a different why you, radio why station. Why would you give them a shout-out? Direct competition. So that's it's like, different. So Direct, that's, no, no, so no, 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 like no, no, Creighton no, no, no. in Nebraska. Oh, I see. Oh, I We're see. going to get into this. Rico, We're going to get into that later. Yeah, I see. So Rico doesn't have a problem with that. So speaking. Speaking of basketball, <laughs> your first trip into Fog Allen, could you feel the history and nostalgia when you walked in? Or yeah, it was pretty it was, cool. Venue. It was it was fantastic. It looked very cool when I first walked in. Then I got into the arena, actual the the court part, and it was a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. Um, the pretty stairs, intimate. yeah, the stairs still wood. Yep. The seats are they changed it not wood anymore. It's like the plastic whatever yep. uh, benches. Um, but yeah, it it was fantastic it was electric they need to turn down the speaker system a little bit uh it you is turn it down or turn it up. turn it down a little bit it is very <laughs> loud <laughs> um but uh, as i was saying izzy Bourne with her leaving that leaves a massive hole in the middle for nebraska because you don't really have a player that can do everything that she did you have players who can score um a la kendall moriarty who can hit the three ball pretty well doesn't have the best post-up game in the post, you have a Maggie Mendelson who's also playing volleyball, but she still needs to work on her touch around the rim and getting more physical and uh, just still adjusted to the college game. And then on the defensive end, a player that's able to guard multiple different positions like Izzy Bourne was able to do, that's a Kendall Coley. But Kendall Coley is slightly limited offensively. She has a nice mid-range shot. She doesn't take it a lot. She's more than willing to take the three. It's not the best, but it does go in from time to time. Mm-hmm. So you have three, four players who can do a part of what Izzy Bourne is able to do, but not one player that can completely fill her position. So they're going to have to find somebody who is able to do all of that at a good enough level to, to car to, uh, fill the shoes of Izzy Bourne and to compliment Alexis Markowski, who will be starting, uh, in the post for Nebraska, you know, for two more years. Nice. Well, folks, we did, like I said, lose that, that announcement with Izzy Bourne yesterday was, um, uh, I, would, I would say just, it was one of those ones kind of like, dang it, but it's not, it wasn't shocking or surprising. You knew there was a good chance that uh, because of the NIL situation, the money she can make back home or in, in Pro Bowl, you knew that was a very legitimate chance that she would not return for her fifth season. And think about this, you guys, it's been an up and down for these girls and these athletes, the, you know, yeah, the COVID in, they have a season to where there's no one in the stands. There's cut out boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it was been a wacky few years. And so it's like, like that two years has probably felt like five yeah. from a mental and psychological standpoint. So I don't, I don't blame any athlete at any school. If they're saying, you know what, I'm good. 
Yep. I- I'm ready to turn the page and do something else right now, uh, especially if you're a national athlete when regards to them being able to get the, the money that the American athletes can get, those are stateside. So a uh, big shout-out to Izzy Bourne and uh, just thanking her for her commitment uh, and just uh, leaving it all on the court here at Nebraska all those years. Yep. Folks, we're going to uh, take a break. We're going to have a, a word from our sponsorships. When we come back, though, we're going to talk more basketball, but also we got some history before then. And then we have a situation to where – do you do you think your players are buying in at Nebraska as far as the football goes? I can't and wait how, to talk about that. And how do you get them to buy in? Is it tough coaching? Is it great coaching? It's like, hey, we weed out the weak-minded. Think about it. We'll be back on the drive with AD and Raf, 93.7 Ticket.